0: Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do, Annalise Christensen, who is a visual designer with a passion for motion, UX, and branding. She's studying motion media design at the Savannah College of Art and Design, and I had the pleasure of being in motion media class with her. When she isn't working, she's exploring the woods of New Jersey with her dog to find the perfect spot for a secret base or the next entrance to Narnia. Hi Annalise, how are you doing today? Hello. I'm doing really well. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining me today and showing uh, well, sharing our your vis- your journey um, as an artist and to where you are now. And so I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Aw. Well, I wanted the audience to hear a little bit more about. What got you interested in art and motion media?
1: Oh, okay. That is a bit of a story. So I was always um crafty as a kid, and I liked drawing and um, you know, just like doing like the cute little illustrations where you like do the sky as like one big blue bar on the top of the paper and like your family. What really got me into art was um when I moved during my um junior high school years there was this group of kids that were obsessed with drawing like animals like cats and dogs and um they one girl was talking about how she was like the best at like drawing animals and I have a bit of a sports background and had a little bit of a competitive streak and I'm like oh yeah well I bet I can draw them better than you so I oh, dedicated nice. an entire summer just practicing drawing animals and um that got me into art and that got me into like the community and making more friends um for momi i didn't know i had no idea what motion design was until like last year Um, It all started when it was the final year of my undergrad, and one of the professors that I was studying under, he said, you know, I really think you should apply for a master's program at SCAD. I feel like it would be a really good fit for you. And I'm like, great, what should I apply for? I was taking an introduction to character animation class at the time for the gits and shiggles, as they say. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, and he's like, I think you should apply for like the animation program. And I'm like, Great. I didn't want to be a Pixar animator, but I really liked the idea of moving things. And so I met with an academic advisor and she's like, okay, so you want to go to grad school? And I'm like, yes. And she said, okay, so do you know what you want to major in? And I'm like, well, I was thinking a lot of animation. And she's like, oh, so like character animation. And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to put you down for motion media. She looked at my portfolio and she's like, I'm just going to like submit your portfolio under motion media design. And I'm like, great. What is that? (laughs) Uh So preparing my whole portfolio was like a crash course for me into motion media design. And the more I learned about it and teaching myself after effects, the more I fell in love with the medium. Um, It seemed like this one big puzzle. There's so many moving parts and you can put it all together to tell this one cohesive story that can reach hundreds and hundreds of people and that's what got me into MOMI.
0: Wow now for the audience because some of the listeners might not know what motion media is could you explain it a little bit further because since you also have that um, background with some animation experience like
1: could you maybe explain what the difference is? Yeah so basically motion media design is graphic design that moves. Uh-huh. So you see like in a movie, like, you know, like the opening credits where it has like sometimes they have abstract shapes or they have like this really like fancy animated introduction that would be considered motion media design. Any ads you see on YouTube that have some sort of animation that isn't really like character design or something that you see in a movie that is motion media design. Basically, like anything you see on the Internet um, Uh that moves that you interact with, that is also motion media design
0: wow okay that's a really good explanation of what it is because <laughs> it, it's always felt like I wasn't sure like because um there is a line because they have a separate major animation but that's a very good explanation what the difference is so it's like everywhere really yeah media. Wow.
1: I feel like yeah our professor last semester um mm-hmm. Brandon Sukiyama, he was talking about he said Everybody knows motion media design. Everybody has seen it. They just don't know what it is. It's like so common, you don't really think about it.
0: That's true. That is very true. Because I almost thought before that, um, I was, well, b- when people tried to explain it, they were just like, well, they kind of deal with transitions and this and that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'll try that. You know, it might be really helpful. So, but I'm so glad I got to meet you and you're very skilled at making things move um, in your work. So you're like a perfect person to speak with. Oh, so, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I was kind of curious because a lot of times when people are pursuing their master's degree, was that kind of more in line with, um, it sounds like you were kind of wanting to develop more skills, but were you also maybe
1: considering maybe teaching in the future? Yeah, for sure. So I got into my master's program to develop more skills Um, in when I started working full-time at my job I realized that there were some more tools in my um, professional toolbox that I wanted to expand on and motion media design was one of those things that I wanted to learn and um, uh, so that's why I went into the master's school Um, and For a long time, I had this thought about um, teaching down the road after I had more working experience. I talked with some professors at the school I went to for my undergrad, and they said for design, what they value in a professor who teaches design of any kind is someone who's been in the industry for about 15 to 20 years and pursuing that craft and honing it because that life skill is very, very important. Um, The thing to know about art is that um, it's all about the portfolio, right? Because <laughs> yeah, because you study illustration. I mean, you can get um, A's in all of your projects and have the best GPA at your school, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But the thing that employers are more concerned about is the portfolio. Do you have the chops? And the same goes for colleges. They want people to know that they have the chops. They have that experience. They know what it is that they're doing and not, um, can you identify like, the curve of this serif for this specific font and go in like super detail about it. It's um showing that you can actually like apply what you've learned and do that. So that's my plan later down the road is after working in this field, going back into university and teaching. Oh, that'd be great because
0: you have such a warm personality. I think um students who are starting out in motion media, they would really find that appealing and interesting to hear about your work experience and then how you applied it into the projects that you've done. And can I ask, I know this wasn't originally in our questions. So in your regular day job, because I saw that you're a, a multimedia designer. So are you actually already starting to incorporate the skills that you've been using in
1: MOMI into your day job? And can you oh, explain yes, how? Yeah, I am okay. all the time. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah, so um for those of you who don't know, I work at a travel agency, and my job there is to design websites and create ad experiences yeah. on my company's um, internal websites. Um, we're a B2B company, and so I need to make sure a lot of the ads have animated elements to them, and I need to make sure that not only does the animation look nice, but uh-huh. the file sizes and the way that the ad is structured is able to be read properly on the website okay. um, so I also do emails that involve some animated form one or another my bot when I first got in we didn't do a lot of animated content uh-huh. but when my company found out that I was going to graduate school they wanted to be able uh-huh. to expand what I do to create more of a sense of interactivity with their audience that's awesome. So
0: you've already been applying what you're learning to your regular day job. That's so cool. Yeah, it's been great. Wow. Yeah, I did visit your company's site. I was really neat. I was like, Oh, I bet you Annalise worked on this. You know, <laughs> so that is so awesome to already, you know, be building and using because I think it really does with motion media. Like if you don't use it, you're probably going to forget it. <laughs> <It's that laughs> constant, repetitive, like, and executing, so I think that's awesome that you're just building away at your portfolio professionally and um, using the skills that you learned in class right away. Oh, thank you. So, what do you, what were the parts of a motion media project that you tend to gravitate towards that are your favorite parts of the process? So, from beginning concept idea to like you know seeing it what parts are your
1: favorite? I think my most favorite part is actually going into After Effects and just crunching oh, away and uh, um, compiling all of your assets together to make sure uh, that everything flows nicely. After Effects um, is very, yeah. is a very complicated program as you know and they're very very picky about the files that you use and in the order that you arrange everything and for me it feels like this one giant puzzle so the actually building out the project is my favorite part because you have like this whole it it feels like when you have all your assets together and you have the idea it feels like this big like chaotic bundle and Mm you as the designer have to go in and organize everything. And that's my favorite part.
0: Okay. So you are a very organized person probably in your regular, regular life too, right?
1: Oh, no, no. I am oh. very messy. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, my friends and family say it all the time. They're like, you make such clean work and you do like, you're so meticulous in yeah. what you do for your job and for school, but yet you can't pick the clothes off the floor in your room and you can't organize this one desk <laughs> there's gives and takes Well, and that brings me once again to a question that
0: wasn't on my list what do you think are some skill sets so like some of the listeners are like high school art teachers and so ah. say besides like like actually knowing the software. So say if that is not on the table, like they couldn't know the software, what are some skill sets that would be like helpful for somebody in like who's interested in that to help them kind of develop like earlier in life. Mm. I hope that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um understanding the basics of graphic design is a huge plus. You know how to you know how to arrange things on screen you know how things read and how they can reach the audience that you want it to reach is um is a good way to do that i feel like if i hadn't had that background being able to grasp motion media would have been really really hard obviously knowing the creative suite photoshop and illustrator is okay. a plus i feel like once you understand like the basic way that adobe has their UI and UX design in their apps, then After Effects won't seem as um, intimidating when you go into it. And then being able to come up with concepts and stories, like storyboarding, having Mm -hmm. ideas and knowing like to get them down on paper and not being afraid to like go in and like doing rough drafts of those ideas.
0: Thank you. Oh, that's great. That's really helpful so for somebody who's starting out in motion media as a designer what do you think are probably the three problems that people most often run into
1: organizing your files Mm -hmm. um you use a lot of components and you have a lot of resources that you need to be able to build a project. And if you don't put things in a specific folder, you're going to lose something. And if you accidentally delete something, then you'd have to go in sometimes and recreate the whole project, which is always not (laughs) fun. So number one is keep your files organized, keep your computer organized. It will save you time and um, stress. you will just feel better. The second skill, yeah, it's skills, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the second skill I think is, um, it's not much of a skill as it is like kind of a practice, Is always observe, Um, look, yeah, look for inspiration all the time and study it, like um, binge it on like a Friday night or something. The more you look at motion media design, the more you study it, and from work of people in the industry, the more you can be able to understand that and replicate some of those techniques into your work. It's kind of like um, when you're, when you play a musical instrument, I also have a little bit of a musical background um, when you're learning how to play a certain piece, you listen to your professional um, play that part mm-hmm. on repeat and repeats. So that way you can be able to know how the notes hit, how the beats hit and just surrounding yourself in that world so then you know how to play that instrument as well as practicing. um, I feel like always just looking for inspiration is a good thing. I don't think that's a skill as more as it is just like practicing, just Mm -hmm. observing. And I think the other skill, like I said, understanding the fundamentals of graphic design, understand storyboarding, and to just kind of always be curious, always keep expanding like what you know. Because you could take something that might not be related to graphic design, might not be related to animation, and you can like composite that into a work that you're doing.
0: Well, that's very helpful. And I was curious, so what have you been, where do you go to look for inspiration? I don't know, your visual library or your creative bank account, I've heard some artists call it, like, or that kind of, you know, uh, visuals.
1: Hmm. Behance, Vimeo, and YouTube. Lots Uh, and lots of YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, particularly like some of their commercials. Um, But if you want like really good, professional, clean examples, I highly recommend Behance and Vimeo.
0: I need to look more at Behance. I'll be honest. I'm so like, um, I tried one starting one and I just... I totally forget about Behance. I've been, um, yeah, I need to go back and look at that. So thank you for suggesting that. (laughs) You're welcome. So my next question is, what have you learned professionally that you did not learn in school that you
1: were kind of maybe surprised about? Mm, Yeah. Um, Keeping a project schedule. Oh. Yeah, it's um, part of managing your time. A lot of the projects that, I've worked on, um, there's a lot of moving parts and you have due dates that are further down the line. And um, if you don't keep track of things and you don't set goals for yourself, you can easily fall into um, procrastination nation, (laughs) which happened to me a lot starting out in my career. Um, I would end up crunching towards last minute because you have this illusion of, oh, you have so much time. So always keep a project schedule, keep your time organized, keep files organized. It will save you. It'll save you so much. Um, the second thing that I learned is don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when people are young and we're starting out and we're doing something we want to, and I know this is a trap that I fall into a lot is we want to look like we know everything. We're, we're good at what we do and we want to like impress people and make good impressions and Asking questions is a very vulnerable thing to do. Mm -hmm. And, but just letting go of that fear of asking questions and just be curious. And you're like, Hey, um, I noticed that there is this thing that's up. Uh, Could you help me explain that some more? Um, People are, people want to help. People want to help. Yeah, that's very true because
0: you're working on the same team. That's what I, I think of. Like if you're working all for the same company, that, you know, you want everybody to kind of look good because you're all working on the same project. And yeah. so I was going to ask you, so are you, do you have to go into your work? I just assumed you're going into an office and then you're like working around other people as you're doing your job, your day job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I go into the office once a week. Um, oh, I yeah, go, yeah, I go in once a week. Um, on Tuesday. So that's why I didn't attend the Tuesday class. Um <gasps> yeah, it's really nice. And we're all in like cubicles. It's kind of like your standard office space. Uh-huh. So what I would do, going back with time management, is I would dedicate that whole day to just my job. Um, and then I would on the rest of the other days, I would have like half of the day for my work and then the other half of the day for school. Uh-huh. And then um during off work hours have that me time because you need to have a little bit of a breather from school and jobs that way you can be able to have like a social life and relax and not feel like all you do is just work
0: that's a good point oh I didn't realize that so you are really very driven and motivated because you're like Right, because I mean, if you're going to work, you you still have people that you're accountable to. But a oh, yeah. lot of it's independent, and you you're probably like that scheduling that you talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have a manager over me, um, uh-huh. but we only meet once a week on Fridays, and the rest of the people on my team are in sales, or they do the backend oh. coding for the websites that our company produces. Understand, like just like the basics of like html or css if you do go into graphic design because a lot of the work that you post it'll be on the internet and understanding like internet lingo uh will just help you in the long run overall
0: wow you have a lot of skill sets annalise (laughs) like (laughs) i'm really amazed i'm like wow she knows this and she knows this and that's That is really amazing because I'm like, wow, my brain can only handle so much. So if you're doing the coding and you're learning all this other stuff, working with all these other moving uh, parts and people, and then you've added motion to your um, the things that you're doing. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. And so you kind of touched base with us about like kind of how you're balancing things Um, with your work and life and school. Was there, hmm, I'm trying to think of a way, because it sounds like you have a pretty balanced way of, you know, managing your week. Um, Is there any tip or advice you would give that got you thinking about how you
1: manage time? (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, some days it doesn't feel like it's balanced. Something last minute always pops up. Okay. Um, so always like expecting something like that to happen. Um, so if your day doesn't go as planned, you can still be flexible with your time. I've learned that planners are your best friend, um, especially physical planners. I feel like writing something down for me always like ingrains it in my brain. Just the act of like physically writing, I have this at 3 p.m. <laughs> there was one time where i forgot to do that for an assignment in class and i like turned it in like two days late <laughs> because i forgot to write it down um yeah always writing it always writing things down keeping a planner and um also being willing to be flexible with your time in case if things don't come up so then that way you're not as frustrated by the end of the day or the end of your week mm-hmm. and drink yeah. water lots of water
0: That's true. You easily get dehydrated, and you'd lose track of time probably working in front of the computer. And you know, um, which is always good. You got to move around because I feel like I have the worst posture (laughs) (laughs) from sitting in front of the computer or bending over to draw. And uh, yeah, so it's always good to take breaks.
1: Yeah, it is good to take breaks, and sometimes even like changing the space where you work in. Sometimes whether it's like the posture that you're sitting in, for me, um, because um this last semester and I also did my degree online my undergrad online during the pandemic so I would like alternate between sitting at a desk sitting on my bed lying down on the floor attending class while I'm lying down on the floor I think like just moving every now and then kind of helps with that and doesn't make you feel like that you're just sitting in one position all the day that is a benefit of doing things from home
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. So I was wondering um, if you could go and work anywhere or do anything with your career, and you could dream big. What would that be?
1: Ooh, dreaming big. Yeah. Ah. Let's see. So for me, I think I would in the next few years like to work at a motion design firm, either in New York or L.A. Maybe Europe, who knows? Oh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'd up for a challenge. Yeah, working in the industry for a few years. And then um, once I have those years of producing good work that um, everybody is happy with, then going back to a school and teaching all the experience that I have to the next generation of designers. I really feel like having that mentorship of people who know what it is that they do and can help them be able to succeed and get them to places where they want to be is very important. And I would not be here without that help and that guidance. Hmm, That's
0: wonderful. Are, Are there any particular companies that you have been looking at that you would like to work with or work for?
1: particular companies um, there was that one Vox studios was it that we were learning about in class? okay and then there was um, Buck at yeah. yeah you can find them on LinkedIn. they're just called Buck. Mm-hmm. then there are some other um, major companies like I know um, like Facebook or Instagram sometimes they have like in-house design firms but oh. more often than not they outsource to other companies to oh, other wow. firms. Um, there was this one firm that we looked at, um, that I really, really liked. Um, I think they're called ELO. Mm. Yeah, they're called ELO, um, I-L-L-O. I really like their work because it's fun and it's playful and they use a lot of simple abstract shapes and their design work is just very, very solid.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: So if you could go back in time and travel to your younger self and give yourself a bit of advice about having an art career, what would that be?
1: Ooh, Um, (laughs) Number one, um, take your time. You don't have to be everything all at once in a short amount of time. Just enjoy the ride, enjoy the experience that you have. Get to know people outside of your degree, um, even outside of the art community, because it'll only help you grow. And that another piece of advice that I give to my younger self is that you can do a lot of things. You have the capacity to do a lot of things. I feel like, and and we all do. We all have the capacity to do so many things, and we don't have to be all those things right at once, but really for a long time. And um, you can always learn something new going down the road. And so just take your time and don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to learn something new because it's only going to help you.
0: Great advice. Well, I'm glad I jumped out of my comfort zone and tried motion media and I got to meet you and some other really wonderful people. It was really the first time I got to meet people who had more of a graphic design background mm-hmm. than um, I had in my other classes, so it was lovely to meet you and get to know your um, great work in class. And um, since this is a podcast, where can people see um,
1: or learn more about you? Ah, to learn more about me, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I am Nanales N A N N A L I S and the number three. Ah. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as Annalise Christensen, and you can follow my um, portfolio website. It's AnnaliseChristensen.myportfolio.com.
0: Great. Well, Annalise, thank you so much for um, talking to me and sharing your um, creative journey with us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for talking with me. I really loved getting to know you this past semester. Oh, well,
0: I appreciate all your encouragement and positivity in class because it really goes a long way when you have other people (laughs) cheering you on and saying that you can do this. And so I know it's got to be a dream to work with you because you're such a just um, a delight and your personality is great and you do great work. So (laughs) uh, that always makes it nice when you have to sit next to somebody or work with somebody for long periods of time. So (laughs) all right, everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.